are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. And welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Byer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Different look tonight, but we'll get to that in just a second. Joined, as always, by my faithful co-host, we got Nate Christian. Nate, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Depends on when whoever is listening to this, but for you, it's evening. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm here. I'm great. I'm alive. <laughs> so, but I'll tell you, what, let's get to our very special guest. We got Bob Van Duzer in the house, our very own Bobcat. He is our COO. There you go. Had to get that out of the way, Bob. I I appreciate the intro. It was uh it very nice to see Nate's inner very energetic intro or introduction to himself. That nice hi. But uh I felt like shenanigans were gonna be afoot tonight, so I had to come defend my boy Jackson Smith and Jigba. Mm. So I feel like Nate's just a very high energy guy. That's just who he is. That's how he projects. That's, that's what I what I try to bring to the table, you know. High energy. It's really, really good to have high energy. Okay. Be really going strong, fast. Speaking of speed, your rookie drafts are quickly approaching, and we do have some very good top-end wide receivers in this class. God, that was a good segue. I'm so good at this. So we are going to decide which standout wide receiver in this 2023 rookie wide receiver class you should draft first and our options are ohio state's very own jackson smith and jigba by the way i still do not know how to spell the word in jigba correctly i spell it wrong every single time or a product of both Pitt and usc we have jordan addison so i'm gonna let these two ham it out i'm gonna chime in a little bit here and there and i'm going to be the deciding factor at the very end how's that sound that's speak. how we are going to do it. Does that sound good to you, Bob? That sounds fantastic, doesn't Works it? Works for me. Works for everyone. So let's see some of the topics that we're going to be looking at. Athleticism, route running, catchability, playmaking ability, statistics. And then at the end, we will have something called a conclusion. Ooh, Great. Sounds fun. Remember the movie Office Space? The guy wanted to do the uh, jump to conclusions game? No. Good. It's the movie. I'm sorry. I... I you told me before how disappointed you were, so you can tell me again. It's fine. Bob, have you seen the movie? Yes, I have, but I do not understand the reference at hand. Okay. You know what? This entire night so far has been nothing but disappointment for me. <laughs> From the producer to Nate to Bob. <clears throat> but I still love you guys. And everybody else that's out there, we have a lot of new listeners. Thank you for tuning in. If you could be so kind as to help us, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a nice glowing five-star review. Why does that help? It helps us be seen when we're seen by more people. We're seen by sponsors. More money means more content for you. The best place to find bonus content from the Dynasty Rewind, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Three tiers to support us and help you get better at dominating your league. Let's get right into that. Here's how you do it. So let's talk about it in terms of athleticism, top end speed, burst, acceleration, agility, and elusiveness. What separates these two and who has the edge? Bob, you haven't been on the show in a while. I was actually trying to think of the last time you were on, and I can't quite remember, so I apologize. It has been a hot minute. That's okay. But we're going to go ahead and start off with you. 
So for me, I do right now have a slight edge going to Jackson Smith and Jigba. And I think a lot of this is boiled into, I feel as though people just don't give him enough credit for the athlete that he is. I don't think he's like an elite athlete by any stretch of the imagination, but I just think when you look at top end speed, I think he has plenty of it. I think there's, you know, the long speed that you'd like a wide receiver to have where he can outrun defenders regularly down the field. Lack some of that, but you watch him on film. He is outrunning people just plenty. There's no issues there. You know, takes very good angles to keep himself clean in the long run. And I think what he, you know, overall as an athlete, what he lacks in athleticism overall, he does make up for very little wasted movement. He's very intentional with every move he makes. And that makes up for some of the raw athleticism that I don't think he necessarily has. You look at burst and acceleration. I think he's more bursty than he is a good accelerator. I think he's very quick in short movements, you know, getting off one foot to the other. I do think he sometimes isn't the fastest when you get to things like how fast he gets up to full speed. I think that's something that is not concerning, but something that does hold him back a little bit. And then you look at agility and elusiveness. I think this guy keeps him clean better than anybody. And whether it's when he has the ball in his hands or not, you know, when he's running routes, he's just a master of navigating traffic and finding green grass. And I think this boils down to a lot of other things that makes him a really great, great wide receiver. And I don't think I actually have Addison rated pretty highly as an athlete as well there. I mean, less than a full point apart or a point one apart when it comes to athleticism and I don't think Addison is bad by any stretch. I think he has better high end speed. I think his burst and acceleration is better than Addison or better than JSN's, excuse me. I don't believe he's that agile of a player though, or elusive. Um, I think his lateral movement is a little, leaves a little bit to be desired. And I think that hurts him in areas where he's trying to get yards after the catch. But Nate, I want to hear your thoughts here too. Am I missing the mark here completely? Do you agree with some of these points? Mike, do you have anything to add as well? What do you guys got? Oh, I'm adding everything at the end. I'm letting you guys go to town right now, and then I'm going to chime in. All right. Well, you know, I'm actually going to disagree with you here, Bob. I actually have uh, Jordan Addison rated higher overall as an athlete than JSN. I think JSN, while a good athlete, and here I am judging his athleticism while Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are saying that he's the best athlete of all of them. But, you know, I think Jackson Smith and Jig was a smart runner. I don't think he wins yeah. with his speed. I think he knows where to go with the ball. I think he knows where to find space before the catch and after the catch. And I think that shows with, you know, his good, but not great athleticism. You know, I, I don't think the acceleration is there. I don't think the long speed is there to really finish runs consistently, but he often gets, you know, down the field because he's finding the angles and, you know, where he needs to run to, to maximize, you know, when he's running. So, but Jordan Addison, while maybe not quite as smart of a runner, but still a very smart runner, I think is able to rely a bit more on his athleticism than JSN is. I think he's able to use his burst and his high-end speed to win on the football field. And I do think he's rather agile. Uh, and, and that's why I think that he's more of the athlete than JSN. But still, both these guys are very athletic. Um, I do think JSN's a little bit more limited than Jordan Addison, but both of them are still great athletes, I think. Yeah. I think JSN is, you know, falls under the category of sneaky athletic. You know, you don't, it's not going to show up at the combine, in mm -hmm. my opinion. I think it's going to be, you know, someone, he's going to run a four or five and people are going to panic. And I think Jordan Addison probably runs a four, four 
or a you know a high four four at worst, and and I think that's going to be like well you know red flag on JSN when in reality, I, I do think you know in raw testing and things like that, JSN is going to be the worst athlete. But I think just when you put a guy on the field and what you see what he does on the field, I'm going to take JSN slightly over Addison. I don't have him by a large margin. Like I said, it's less than 0.1. But I, the the agility and elusiveness is what does it for me with the Addison. I have him significantly lower in that specific category. Okay. All right, so let's move on to our next category, and that's route running. So in this circumstance, we're looking at things such as release off the line, the route running itself separation things like that so what separates these two guys here who has the edge bob let's start with you once again okay i guess i'll do that so i actually have these guys graded out very similarly again i don't have a huge margin between anything else release off the line i think i actually want to give this edge to jordan addison here because i do think he is very very quick off the line with jsn it actually looks like while he's, I think, quick off the line, a lot of the times it's just, it's quick, but it just seems so effortless that it doesn't look like it's fast. But there are times where Jordan Addison just takes off the line, and it's it's very apparent that I think he wins out this category. So I'm going to make a slight adjustment there at some point. But when it comes to overall route running, I'll give the edge to JSN. Um, just pulling out a quick analytic here. His yards per route run versus man coverage was better than any other wide receiver in this class. Oh, and on top of that, his yards per route run versus his own coverage was also better than any wide receiver in this class. JSN just wins when he's out running routes. That's because he gains plenty of separation and it just continuously discredited, in my opinion, because he was playing alongside Garrett Wilson and playing alongside Chris Olave last year. But when you watch games and actually sit and watch these games, his ability to be covered and then you blink an eye and then he's just not covered again. That ability of his is uncanny. And I just think a lot of people tend to write him off because, well, yeah, he's playing in the center of the field and they have to shift coverages to Garrett Wilson and uh, Chris Olave. But it, there's plenty of the time where he's double covered up as well. And he's still finding ways to find green grass in the middle of the field and work his way open. And now Jordan Addison, I don't think is bad in any of these categories. Like I said, I'm going to give him the edge and release off the line because I think he is a little faster there. Route running. I'm not, you're splitting hairs with these guys, in my opinion, on most accounts. I don't think either of these guys is crazy better than the other in this specific category. So I don't have too much to say here other than, you know, the one thing with Jordan Addison, very sudden route running, very sudden, and I will say almost violent in the way he makes breaks. JSN is a little more of a controlled chaos where Jordan Addison is just a little... More violent. I think that's a good way of putting it. But separation, just the same way, consistently finds himself open. And that's running routes inside, running routes outside from the slot and otherwise. But when he when he decides to, you know, actually take a route and, and not dance with his feet too much, I think that's when he's at his absolute best because he can make his breaks without slowing down at all. He just makes his breaks and he takes off and he's gone. And that's where I think he can win against JSN or be better than JSN in some regards, but there that wasted motion when he tap dances here and there, I think is an issue for me, but Nate, what are your thoughts here? Yeah. So Jackson, the Jigba is a technician yes. with his, his route running. You know, he's, you know, we've seen some really good wide receivers with their route running come out of Ohio state. Brian Hartline's doing a great job out there. And, you know, from this long list, Jack Smith and the Jigma be, might be one of the best. You know, he's right up there with, 
with Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. I'm, I can only for some reason remember last year's class, but there's also Jamison Williams who was, you know, playing at Ohio state as well. You know, so JSN technician, he creates separation throughout the short intermediate areas of the field with the separation uh, through his breaks, you know, he puts his foot in the ground. He can come out. That acceleration shows right there. And with his head fakes and his ability to use hesitation pacing in his routes, he's able to create that separation. I don't think he creates a lot of separation deep, as often, and I think that's more because of his athleticism than his route running. But he's very quick off the line, and I have him graded very, very highly for his route running and the route tree and the variety of routes that he can run. They look very crisp. He's on top of them. Jordan Addison, no slouch in the route running department either. Uh, he's he's really great. I think doesn't create quite as much separation as JSN through his routes and once again kind of relies a bit more on his athleticism, but still uh, runs a very varied route tree and we saw him win in a lot of different ways up up the field close to the line of scrimmage you know this is a guy that i think is also a great route runner you know we can get to pro comps later but you know jordan addison is a great route runner and i have him comp to a pretty good route runner in the nfl so it's amazing that the 2021 ohio state buckeyes had jsn chris olave garrett wilson and marvin harrison jr all in the same wide receiver room Yep. And Amika Yes. There I'm was sorry. there was yeah. Amika Egbuka. Egbuka, yeah. Another mm-hmm. first round Ohio wide Ohio State wide receiver next year. But yeah, there was one play that. where they were bunched up Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and uh Jack Smith and Jigba. And I'm just like, what do you do <laughs> as, as the defense? What do you do against that? And, yeah. and it's just seriously. It, it's it's an, an impossible maneuver but those three are an incredible bunch to say the least and actually all in all with the adjustment i made to release off the line i actually do have these guys tied in this category exactly so i gave a little bit more to uh jsn in terms of route running and separation Mm -hmm. but release off the line i gave a clear edge to jordan addison for whatever that's worth to anybody let's move on to the best part the thing we want to know most about a wide receiver, and that is their catching ability. Because, hey, guess what? Route running, separation, it doesn't matter. If you're not getting the ball in your mitts, it does not matter at all. So let's look at things of hands, like I said, ball tracking, and contested catch ability. What separates these two guys? Give us the edge, Bob. Let's start with you again. Okay, I'm sensing a trend, but that's okay. When it comes to the, you know, just general catching, I like both these guys a lot. I think I don't, I, right now I have the edge going to Jordan Addison, but it's not by any, you know, crazy margin, but these guys are both great catchers of the ball, uh, both good hands catchers, reliable. If it's in their radius, they're pretty much catching it. Um, when it comes to ball tracking, I actually give the edge uh, a little bit here to Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, you know, looking mostly at his film last year, cause he didn't really put anything on film this year in 2022 previous year, I guess you get what I'm saying. But C.J. Stroud's first year as a starter, his ball placement was just simply not what it is now. Plenty of Aaron throws that JSN needed to adjust to, and, and he regular, regularly did so flawlessly. He didn't make every catch in these cases, but he gave a ball that had no chance a shot, and I think that means a lot. And then when it actually comes to contested catches, for being a quote-unquote smaller wide receiver, smaller in terms of you know he's not T. Higgins out there or anything like that, but for being a smaller guy, he can go up and get it with the best of them. Maybe not your cliche 75-25 ball, go up and get it type of guy like T. Higgins, like I said. 
but I'll take my chances with JSN more often than not. But like I said, I'll give the hands edge to Jordan Addison ball tracking. I didn't have any issues here. I didn't see anything that made me feel, you know, with any great sort of conviction that he's elite in this category. So I gave him just a solid score. My biggest issue with Jordan Addison is I don't think he's a great contested catcher. Um, and I think just it shows that anytime he's contacted even slightly, I think this is a more than likely going to end up a drop. Um, so I will note that there are not a lot of situations where he's in contested catch situations because he is creating such good separation. Whenever I've seen him in a contested catch situation, it's more than likely the ball gets knocked out and he fails to complete the catch. Um, so I have him graded pretty harshly there. So overall, I'm giving the edge to JSN. But like I said, I think these guys are both great wide receivers overall. So I'm not maybe nitpicking there I am. But what are your thoughts here, Nate? Yeah, so with contested catch, you know, I think we saw a lot more of that in his previous season with Pittsburgh. Sure. You know, because Kenny Pickett was throwing the ball, not Caleb Williams. Sorry, Mike. But – there was more contested to catch situations. He downgraded when he went to USC. I don't know what to <laughs> when Jordan Addison was in these contested catch situations, he was able to use his wingspan and just his ability to control his body, get himself in position, and win the ball in a lot of these contested catch situations. So I think Jordan Addison's actually pretty good in those situations uh, because he uses his length and he tracks the ball just so well. Uh, he's, I, he's a guy that whether it's you know across the f- middle of the field which I think JSN can sometimes struggle with, which is interesting because he plays a lot out of the slot, but I think there's some inconsistencies with tracking the ball over the middle of the field for JSN. I didn't see those problems with, with Jordan Addison. And I thought that down the field along the sideline, Jordan Addison looked a little bit better with tracking the ball and, you know, getting himself in a good position than JSN. So I think he brings that extra level of not only are these guys both just good at catching the ball, they have both great hands, but I think that Jordan Addison kind of brings that extra level of in less than ideal situations. This guy can still come down with a pretty incredible catch. JSN, while he has his moments, I think I'd rather take my chances with Jordan Addison. It's okay to be wrong. <laughs> oh, Bob, that's why I love you, man. I'll tell you what. All right, so we got two more categories here before our conclusion. So let's go to playmaking. We're going to be looking at things like yards after catch. You may heard or hear referred to as yak versatility and physicality so what separates these two guys i'll tell you what how about this time bob let's start off with you all right something different for sure okay so so looking at yak i am gonna give again the edge to jsn and for a specific reason the sneaky athleticism shows up here with the ball in his hands there are plenty of plays where he'll shake a defender show some wiggle and work his way up field and gain far more yardage than you'd expect with uh, Jordan Addison, I actually feel as though most of his yards after catch or run after catch, whatever you want to call it, is just him eating up yards when there's open field in front of him. And I think he does that very well, and I think he makes up yardage quickly. But when we're talking playmaking, I'm not going to rely on him just having green grass in front of him. I'm going to rely on a player who has, in my opinion, better ability to navigate traffic, get through players that are coming at him regularly, as opposed to somebody who I think, like I said, while does – gain yards after catch and a lot of them is mostly after you know when there's just green grass open in front of him and like i said he has the speed to eat that up quickly so good on him versatility i'm giving the edge to jordan addison here it's clear to me that you know with being able to line up outside line up in the slot he was used on like jet sweeps and things of that nature he was used very clearly in a lot of ways jordan uh jsn excuse me is more of that pure 
he's a slot wide receiver. He got lined up out slides sometimes. And I will say too, that he did have some plays where he got utilized in the backfield, but for the most part, it's all flashy motion stuff. It's Mm -hmm. nothing where he's getting handoffs or he's getting, you know, these little touch passes and things like that. It's usually not his game and that's okay. Physicality. I'm going to also give the edge to JSN actually, And he's not going to bowl anyone over with the ball in his hands. He's not going to break a million tackles. But whether it's blocking or he's going up for a contested ball situation, he's willing to get his hands dirty too. He will fight for yardage. He won't just curl up and take a hit or fall backwards. When it comes to Jordan Addison, he's got that dog in him for sure. No doubt about that, as much as I hate that phrase. But, you know, at the end of the day, every dog is done with the fight and is limited by their size, no matter the size of the fight and the dog. But as you will, there are just going to be some plays where he gets ragged all because he is on the smaller side of things. And I just I don't think he has that next level of strength and ability to break through any tackles of any sorts blocking. It's, you know, trying to see this guy block. Mike, I think you can probably agree with me here is is it's about effective as a Sean Tucker chip shoulder chip block at this point. Um, Just doesn't do a lot in that category where JSN will actually contribute very well in the passing run game. And that's kind of a benchmark for anything for me is the physicality shown when they're willing to run block like that. And I just don't think Jordan Addison has that same ability. So given that I think JSN, the big kicker for me here is going to be the yak ability. Hmm. Um, Seeing that I think JSN can create for himself. I think Jordan Addison can do some of that, but just not as well as JSN with his, you know, shifty and sneaky athleticism. But Nate, I'd love to hear your thoughts and why you disagree. Yeah, because I, I do disagree. Surprise, surprise, here we are. Uh, you know, I think physicality-wise, I think you're right on money there, actually. Um, you know, I, I haven't graded out pretty, pretty close to the same. Uh, I think pound for pound, Jordan Addison is more physical, but JSN has a little bit bigger of a frame, and that's, you know, that kind of evens it out there. Uh, versatility-wise, agree with you again. You know, we know that as good as JSN is, he does lack some versatility, at least that we've seen. Right. He would not be the first guy to play a ton of snaps out of the snap almost exclusively in college and then go to the NFL and play elsewhere. Uh, you know, infamously, Justin Jefferson did the same at LSU. He played exclusively in the slot. He's no longer limited to the slot. He wasn't as soon as week one of his rookie year. JSN could be the same. I think he doesn't have quite the athleticism that Justin Jefferson has and therefore will likely be limited to the slot, though, or at least more so. So the versatility goes Jordan Addison's way there. He was used on sweep screens, a little bit of everything with that USC offense, using him as one of the you know, staples of that offense. If they wanted to start getting the ball moving, they got the ball in his hands. And they got the ball in his hands because he could create yards after the catch, Bob. So with his athleticism, he's able to get skinny between defenders. He can break some angles. He can get down the field and create his own yards. While I think that Jordan Addison gets open and then takes what's given to him. He's not able to create quite as many yards. I think he like I said earlier, is very smart after the catch and he can maximize those yards that he gets because he's certainly not a slouch at gaining yards after the catch. And he's full of that, especially because part of his entire game is predicated on getting yards after the catch with those shorter and intermediate routes. But Jordan Addison, he can be used all over the field. I think his ability to create yards, not just through screens and sweeps and things like that and you know create chunk plays out of what should only maybe be a couple yards, but also his ability to get down the field and create maybe plays down the field with how he runs. You know, he can get down the field and he can make someone miss. I'm not sure if JSN can. I think, you know, his elusiveness is a bit more. So I'm just really going 
Jordan Addison's way with this uh, yards after the catch. So sorry, Bob. Well, if anything, tonight we're consistent. I could tell you that. So let's move on to statistically how these guys stack up. So we're looking at college production size and injury history. Just want to give you guys some stats, throw it out there for you in case you're listening and you are not watching on YouTube. And if you're not watching on YouTube, we have more than just our pod drops on there. We're releasing five days a week right now. We, you know, Bob just got a new computer. So he said he wants to possibly do seven days a week. (laughs) Bob said that. And by Bob saying that, that means I told him that he should do that. But both of these guys, their best seasons came in 2021. JSM, we know he missed a lot of time with the hamstring injury last year. Uh, 2021, 13 games, 95 catches, 1,606 yards, and nine touchdowns for his career. 1,698 yards and 10 touchdowns. So not much outside of that 2021 season. And Jordan Addison's best season, 2021, 100 catches, 1,593 yards, and 17 touchdowns. And his whole body of work, 3,000, I'm sorry, 219 catches for 3,134 yards and 29 touchdowns. He also did tack on 20 rushes for 147 yards and one touchdown. JSN tacked on, let's see, nothing in the um, the rushing game, which is a shame because I actually think had he been called upon, he could do it. But I do think that's not a product of JSN's capabilities. I just think that's how Ohio State runs their offense, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, I'll disagree but, with that, actually. I think I really uh, don't care. You're up anyway. So Garrett go Wilson ahead, got plenty of <laughs> Amika opportunities. Amika is getting there. a lot of opportunities. Right. Yeah. But when JSN was playing, the guys that do it better – we're doing it. So it's one of those things like, sure. oh, well, why couldn't, you know, what we have to look at here is neither of these guys are consolation prizes, to be perfectly honest with you, because one of these guys is going to be the consolation prize for the other. Just like last year, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, we were saying the same exact thing. And to an extent, certain people drafting Jameson Williams at the 110 through 112, they were saying the same thing too. The fact of the matter is these are top shelf programs that they pump out fantastic wide receiver recruits it's hard to get everybody snaps, hard to get everybody on the field. That's just how it goes. But, Bob, we'll start with you on the statistics portion of it. Probably not a ton to talk about here because we already talked about the stats. I laid it out for everybody who's listening. You're welcome. So, Bob, what do you have for me? So, here, obviously, we have to note that Jackson Smith and Jacob missed basically the entire 2022 college season um, with what was uh, considered a hamstring strain. Concerning for sure, but you know, these things happen. And unfortunately, like I said, it would have been very nice to get more film of him this year and to hopefully see him take a step forward in that offense with still, still fairly crowded offense to say the least, but college production, I gave the edge to Jordan Addison pretty clear when you only have one season of production. I can't, I just can't put too much on you, even though it was uh, you know, a sophomore season you were playing against or alongside two other first round picks, but you know, a guy that in that season, 1,606 yards, nine touchdowns is nothing to scoff at. 16.9 yards per catch, no big deal. Not bad for an unathletic slot wide receiver, to say the least. But uh, giving giving the edge in frame and size to JSN, listed at 6'1", 200, I think that's probably a little rich for him. I think he's closer to probably, you know, 5'11", 6'0", and 190 plus. I think I just don't see him being 200. If he is, even better. But um I, I think that's a little smaller. And I will say, honestly, that um, I think Jordan Addison is going to come in a little heavier than we first expected him to be. I think he looks a little thicker this year. 
Um, I think he was projected to be around 175. I think he's going to be closer to 185, which honestly makes a pretty darn big difference, um, especially when you're talking about a player that may or may not be able to be a wide receiver one on an NFL team. Like I think JSN can, like I think Jordan Addison might be able to push for if he is that, you know, height and weight still. But the only thing I have to note with, with Jordan Addison is some production concerns. I gave him the edge in this category, but you know, he goes to the PAC 12 upgrades at quarterback, the 2022 Heisman winner and favorite to be the first overall in 2024 draft. And while upgrading to a better system, he actually performed worse. Despite all despite all the improvements to his situation, less receptions, less yards, less yards per catch, less touchdowns, everything. And it's just, you know, it's nitpicking to say the least. I still gave him the edge in this category by a, a wide margin, but it is odd. And I know they probably have more weapons there and things like that, too, that Nate can enlighten us on. But it is just an interesting thing for when you want to call the guy the engine to an offense. And go ahead, Mike. He did also. He was nursing an ankle injury since October. So even with he had he played three less games than last year, and still significantly less production. So even with that, with those three or four more games, he wouldn't have touched or sniffed. He was still about five hundred yards short. So it's very unlikely he would have been able to. In all fairness, not everybody ground. goes to a new situation and they just explode right away. So I'm just yeah. saying. Well, I I'm I'm trying to be as unbiased as I can. Until it's my turn, Nate, go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I there was the injury, missed a couple of games. Yeah, I can say a whole bunch of stuff about that. But either way, I mean, the production of Jordan Addison's uh, season at Pittsburgh was just incredible, and you know those kind of touchdowns, incredible. The what he did with Kenny Pickett, incredible. What JSN did you know, in his season, the one season that he was able to really produce, incredible. Um, both these guys. Really good production. Unfortunately, JSN, we only saw one year. And that's that's something I just am worried about. You know, when we're trying to, I'm trying to mitigate risk in a lot of my prospects because I'm trying to find players I can rely on. And I would love to rely on JSN. I just have some questions if I can or not. And it's not related to frame or size. You know, I don't think he's a small guy at all. He's, he has a good frame. Jordan Addison, he has that kind of Devonta Smith frame, who's actually my player comp for Jordan Addison. And I, I don't think there's any worry anymore in today's NFL with that kind of size. So while it's not as ideal as JSN's, I don't have uh, too many concerns about Jordan Addison's size. Both these guys are great. Um, JSN didn't win the Bolitnikoff. Jordan Addison did. Doesn't probably really matter, but uh, both these guys are really, really good. I do want to just say one thing here. You know, we're talking about JSN. Oh, well, he had to share the field with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. He did lead the team in receiving yep. in 2021. So, he did. I mean, it almost makes his 2021 season more impressive than Jordan Addison's. When Jordan Addison was the top dog, going back to Bob's dog references, um, at Pitt that season. So, you could also that, make the argument that the team playing Pitt knew where the ball was going. Jordan Addison still made it happen. That is a very good counterpoint. There we go. It's always somewhere in the middle, isn't it, Mike? <laughs> yes, it pretty much always is. All right, so my turn. Let's look at it here. So in terms of athleticism, I gave Jackson Smith and Jigba the nod. <clears throat> he has everything I'm looking for. I think he's actually uh, better speed-wise. His speed control is excellent. 
Now, Bob, you'd mentioned that you didn't like his lateral agility. I actually did like his lateral moves. I think he is shifty enough where there's not a ton of wasted motion. And that's important. I always hate when you see a guy, a defender coming up and he just tries to dance too much. Just make that cut and go. Just go. That's all I care about. Uh, very explosive after the catch. Excellent burst. I would agree, though, that his burst is better than his long speed overall, although his long speed is very, very good. So in terms of route running, release off the line and separation, I actually gave the nod there to Jordan Addison. And he got the very, very slight nod over JSN just because I thought he ran a bevy of routes opposed to JSN just operating primarily out of a slot. I did think he was a slightly better separator as well. It's a knack for getting open and routinely beats single coverage, which is super important. And Bob, I know you gave some amazing statistics there too. Thank you for looking those up. Um, I'm just going off what I saw on the film. Uh, also, very, very expansive route tree. Lines up inside, outside. Routes are crisp. Very deceptive coming off the line of scrimmage as well. Jordan Addison was. Um, he's a guy like Jason. He could beat you with speed. They're also very good technicians, both of these guys, too. So, again, we're really splitting hair with these two guys but kind of like it as far as catching ability hands ball tracking and contested catch i gave the edge to jackson smith and jigba there he's just a little more physical overall <clears throat> excuse me great ability to stretch out for the ball him playing with cj stroud and cj stroud's first year as a starter i actually think made jsn a better prospect because bob like you touched on before as well some of the balls were badly overthrown and jsn did a fantastic job adjusting to those poorly thrown balls. I loved it. Tracks the ball pretty well. Nate, I do have some concern about the middle of the field too, like you said. These are things that I think can be coached out of him with good wide receiver coaches in the next level. Um, let's see, where are we at now? We are at playmaking ability. So in terms of, in terms of yards after the catch, yak versatility and physicality, yes, JSN, he got it there. The guy's a yak machine. I mean – he can be so explosive in an offense. I hope he doesn't go to a dud of an offense. Like I hope this dude doesn't get drafted by the bears or something like that. I just, I don't want to see him get hung out to dry, yeah. you know, or like get drafted by the Texans or something like that. I don't want that to happen to either of these guys, <laughs> to be honest with you. And I also don't want them to have to go anywhere where they have to be the number one wide receiver right off the rip. I'd yeah. love for them to be like a one B in an offense where they could have another elite wide receiver that takes most of the coverage. Like, honestly, if either of these guys went to the Vikings, I'd freaking love that. If you think if Thielen's gone, because we know Kirk Cousins, he could support two wide receivers. And then statistically, my slight edge went to Jordan Addison there, had a better complete body of work over three years of college. Would have liked to see more from him last year as well, but try not to knock him too much for the ankle injury. But my conclusion I get to go first here. My conclusion is overall, I go with JSN. And again, we're splitting hairs with these guys. I loved what I see with both of them. JSN is a slight nod. In my scoring system, which you will have access to when you go to patreon.com forward slash dinosaur. I shouldn't say my scoring system. Our scoring system brought to you by Nate Christian. These guys are separated by 0.11. So it's not like a huge margin here. But I'll tell you what, we're actually going to – Nate, let's go with your conclusion first. I think we know who you like better overall. Why don't you go ahead and hit me with it? You know, overall, it is pretty close. I actually have these guys graded out pretty close in most categories. Um, it's, it is splitting hairs. These guys are my top two wide receivers in this draft class. 
And I have to go with Jordan Addison. I think Jordan Addison just brings more to the table as a prospect. He's more versatile, which I think is really important in today's NFL. Um, and I think, Mike, you said it pretty well. Uh, with These guys can both be wide receiver 1Bs, basically. Not really a wide receiver 2. They have more potential than that. But it's similar to what Devonta Smith is right now in the Philadelphia Eagles offense across from A.J. Brown. That's kind of what these guys would really excel in that situation. And I think both of them could put up similar stats as, you know, Devonta Smith did this year. They could, you know, be really good fantasy producers. But I don't know if they're going to be able to produce right away um, efficiently if they're given a wide receiver one role. I mean, the volume, of course, will make them. Uh, fantasy relevant because they're both still really good, but I think they would excel in that kind of situation. Both these guys are kind of similar in that way, but I do have to give the edge to Jordan Addison, but I love both these guys. I just think Jordan Addison's more versatile. It's a bit more athletic. And while I love JSN's route running ability, I, I just think that the extra upside that I'm swinging for is what Jordan Addison brings to the table in fantasy football. Bob, what is your conclusion here? I am still sticking with JSN. I, I hear all the points on Jordan Addison, and this is just me purely believing in the, the receiver I've scouted and believing in the process and everything like that. And yeah, the, the injury concern is, you know, whatever, but I don't see it as it's not like he tore his ACL. It's not like he tore his Achilles or anything like that. So I, I just, you know, going to write that off as a fluke injury. And I think the second this guy gets on the field for combine stuff, I, I think heads are going to turn at least a little bit, although I will admit that, yeah, he's probably not going to light up the combine, but it's just going to get people back out there and realize that, hey, this guy still has a hamstring. It's okay. We don't have to panic, but I, I'm sticking with JSN. I, I just don't, I, I believe that as a player, I think JSN is more likely to be a wide receiver one on a team and therefore more fantasy relevant than Jordan Addison, who I think slots in as a perfect wide receiver two on a team. I think JSN actually provides upside where he can be a one, a featured wide receiver one in an offense where he might not be the the big alpha prototypical guy. I think he can be featured as a wide receiver one in an offense in the NFL. I don't necessarily believe that for Jordan Addison. And that's where I, you know, draw the line and officially give the edge in drafts, top five pick, super flex, top three pick, top two pick ish in one quarterback. So that's where I'm drawing my line at the end of the day. Well, two heads are better than one. It looks like two people picked JSN. So the consensus, sorry, Nate, on this episode is we think that you should draft Jackson Smith and Jigba first. Can't go wrong. No, you're fine either way. Yeah, you can. (laughs) You're wrong. If you don't realize that Bob is right. I don't know about that, but well, we'll see if you know. Time will tell. Time will tell and time will heal all wounds. But it is time for us to go ahead and get on out of here. Hit the old dusty trail, as they say. Somebody probably says at one time. Do you ever play Oregon Trail when you're in school? Yes. Yeah. Did you have the big black floppy disks? Um, I, I did have those. Yes. Yeah. Where you thought you were going to break them, putting them into the computer? Yeah. yeah. Man, how, how far we've come. Yeah. Now computers don't even have cd drives in them anymore so what are you going to do but you know what you can go drive yourself over down to the comment section below or no the um the links and everything down below sorry it's been a long day check out all our amazing sponsors i'm gonna tell you again hey check out our patreon patreon.com forward slash dinosaur rewind great discord bonus pods we'll be recording one tonight rankings so much more 
check us out. Make sure you check out all our great sponsors. We got some good affiliate links below. Uh, best ball never stops. You can do other stuff on besides football. Check out Underdog. Check out SeatGeek. Everybody else, links are down below. So for Bob and Nate, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Till next time, everyone, be kind. I don't even know the outro. This doesn't make it on YouTube anyway. Be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening, everybody. I will see you in a few days.